This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. We're going to be coming out of the book of Romans, the 12th chapter, the second verse. Hallelujah. What's happening here is that Paul, the Apostle Paul, the one converted to Christianity on the road to Damascus, sent a letter to the church at Rome. Now, understand that the world around the Mediterranean Sea is under Roman control. And this new way, this new faith is now on the scene. All right. Now, there was a gathering, there was a church of people at Rome that Paul was writing to. In the previous chapters, Rome, uh, written to the Romans, amen, hallelujah, um, Paul had introduced them to various doctrines or teachings within the Christian world, amen. He, he talked about justification by faith, amen, and the need for righteousness, amen, and righteousness provided, hallelujah, and all these things to give this church a sure fit footing in Christ, to help them to understand who they were in Christ and all that Christ had accomplished for them at the cross. And here, Paul, in the 12th chapter of Romans, is explaining to them how they uh, engage in practical living as a Christian. We know the challenges of that, hallelujah. We are Christians in this modern world, amen, this secular world. Secular meaning a world that's not uh, focused on God, a world that's doing things apart from God, that world that is governed by the thoughts and the dictates of man. And with that understanding, here becomes, here goes the reading of God's word. Amen. Romans 12 and 2 reads, and we're all familiar with this scripture. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. And it reads, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. Focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that ye, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the will of God, what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. You know, it is a challenge to live in this world, in this fallen world. This is not the world or the world here is the word cosmos and cosmos means the world system or the way, the, the, the operation of the world, how the world functions. I'm here to tell you today the world does not function according to God's um, influence. The world does not function according to God's leading. Many things that you and I take as just normal are perversions of what God intended for mankind. 
it can be difficult to grow up in this world and to know how to distinguish between what is of God and what is not of God. What is best fitted for me, best suited for me, what is healthy for me spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and what is not. In this year of breakthrough, if you're like me, you may think towards houses and cars or, or, or health breakthroughs or uh, a, 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 a myriad of other things. But God today wants me to share about breakthrough in our day-to-day living as Christians in a fallen world. I can only imagine being a teenager growing up right now and the challenges I would face in school day to day. I know how difficult it is as a man being a Christian amongst other non-believing men and the various pressures I felt throughout the years and the challenges and wanting to fit in but uh, because being compelled by my Christian beliefs choosing not to. <clears throat> and I also remember the times when my desire to fit in was overwhelmed my desire to follow the Lord and I, I did like everybody else did. And I chose to fit in and subsequently was not in the flow with God. With all that being said, hallelujah, next slide please. Our message today is living the life of victory in a fallen world is missing the end there. Hallelujah. It's me tinkering with the title a few times. But living the, the life of victory in a fallen world. We're going to look at it today. But let me, let me start off saying by, by saying that God loves each and every one of us the way we are. If you do nothing to change, God loves you. If nothing occurs in your life right now and you're a believer in Christ, you are going to heaven. But he loves us enough that he doesn't want us to remain where we are. He always wants to shape us and make us and mold us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we're going to look at how do we practically live in a fallen world as a Christian. How do we, how do we have experienced victory? I think first where we need to start, hallelujah, before I pray, amen, is understanding that this is a fallen world. Let me give you some, some, some evidence, hallelujah, glory to God. Right now, most of you are wearing masks. That's not the world God created. I'm not saying you shouldn't wear a mask. I'm just saying, hallelujah, in a world truly governed by God, there would be no need for masks. There would be no sickness. There would be no coronavirus. Hallelujah. There's wars and rumors of wars. There's, there's murder. There's rape. There's adultery. There's fornication. There's a whole myriad of things. There's corruption. There's greed. Hallelujah. That, uh, that rules this world. This world is fallen. This world system. This world uh, process. This governing uh, and functioning of the world. Amen. Is fallen. Hallelujah. Yes, the earth is the Lord's. The, the physical place we live is the Lord's, and they that dwell thereupon, hallelujah, glory to God. But the, the world of the operation of man is fallen. 
With that said, let's pray. Father God, we come before you today. We thank you and praise you for the opportunity to be nourished by your word today. But Father God, the task you've given me is far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today. Nourish we your people today like never before. Unveil your word to us by way of your Holy Spirit. Make it plain. Make it understandable to us. Help us to digest it and to apply it to our lives. We bless you today. Save today. If there's someone out there unsaved, especially in our online audience, save today. Sanctify. Fill with your Holy Spirit. Let someone out here know that they are loved. That Jesus came to die for their sins. We thank you. We praise you because you do all things well. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. Living the life of victory in a fallen world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at some words real quick. Amen. To set the, uh, uh, the baseline, the foundation of all that we're going to do today. Hallelujah. Because we're coming out of the New Testament portion of the Bible. Amen. We're going to look at the Greek uh, definitions of these five words that I am about to read right now. The first word is, it says, be not conformed. The word conformed, amen, in the Greek is a suke matizo, hallelujah. And it means assuming a similar outward form or expression by following the same pattern. So Paul is telling the church at Rome, don't follow the same pattern of people in the world. They don't do things according to God's way. To confirm oneself, i.e. one's mind and character to another's pattern. So don't match up the way you live with the way the world does. If you, there can't be a, um, a distinguished uh, understanding or differentiation between you and the world, amen, there's a conforming going on. Hallelujah. He says, be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed or metamorpho in the Greek used of change of moral character for the better. God's looking for our moral character to be changed to something that's better. Moral, morality being an understanding of what is right and wrong. Hallelujah. Renewing. This word renewing is. And am I, at, excuse me, give me a second, hallelujah. And am I enosis, hallelujah, there you go, hallelujah. And it means complete change for the better, affected by the Holy Spirit. Now here we go, it's, it, it's not on us to change, but it's caused by the Holy Spirit. This not conforming or following the pattern of the world, this being transformed in our moral character or our understanding what is right and what is wrong is caused by the Holy Spirit. Religion wants us to change ourselves. Christianity is, hallelujah, uh, let or allow the Holy Spirit to be the agent of change in your life. Hallelujah. Well, brother pastor, I like who I am. Well, you should like who you are. You should love yourself, but understand, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, that 
we needed to be rescued by God for a reason and that we were in need of help and that we were a part of this world system whether we knew it or not. Let's look at the mind. It's, it's nusei in the Greek. It's a God-given capacity of each person to think, reason, cause, rationale, motive. Why do we do the things we do? For the, for the believer is the organ of receiving God's thoughts through faith. Let me stop there for a second. Hearing from God it's not so much an audible voice, although God can speak audibly where we can hear. He's capable of that. He's God. He should be. But hearing from God is receiving his thoughts. He imparts his thoughts in our mind, and we know things that we would not know without him imparting our thoughts, his thoughts unto us. Hallelujah. That's what the, this mind is. Hallelujah. It's the organ for receiving God's thoughts through faith to be so changed that the spirit which governs the mind is renewed. Hallelujah. During when we get saved, the Holy Spirit joins up with our human spirit. It says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. God breathed the breath of life. Hallelujah. That that portion what well, we're all made of of, of, of what God hallelujah, spoke into existence. Hallelujah. But hallelujah that that portion of us the inner man hallelujah the immaterial man the man we can't just handle with our uh, our hands it's not tangible the spirit the life force hallelujah is from the lord but it was dead or separated from god until the holy spirit rejoined with it and caused regeneration hallelujah it is there that we can hear from god by way of receiving his thoughts by faith Hallelujah. Let's get this last one. Hallelujah. So we can really get started. Prove. Hallelujah. Dok adzo. Hallelujah. It means to try, to test, to show something is acceptable, real, approved, to put to the test, to reveal what is good, genuine, to approve by testing. So to put it all together. Amen. Hallelujah. God through Paul is encouraging the Romans and ultimately the church at large. Hallelujah. To not be uh, follow the pattern of what the world does, hallelujah, which might make you feel in your emotions like I'm an outsider, I don't belong, I, I know because I've lived it, hallelujah, glory to God, but be you transformed or have your moral character changed for the better by way of the Holy Spirit, amen. It's only God that can really teach us what's right from wrong. We don't know. Only he can tell us a lot of the things we got caught up in even after we got saved because we didn't know right from wrong. We were not informed by the Holy Ghost because we weren't at that place where we were ready to receive it by faith. And subsequently, we justified some acts that were sinful. Even after we were saved. But that's part of my culture. That's how I grew up. We always did that. It takes the Holy Spirit to teach us. We don't know on our own. Thank God for his grace. That even in our ignorance, he had us covered by the blood. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
We only get in trouble when we try to justify things, hallelujah, that are sin. No, we don't lose that on heaven, but our witness is not in alignment with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is through this process that we start to understand and prove through testing what is God and what is not. Amen. We're talking about living the life of victory in a fallen world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Getting a breakthrough in our day-to-day life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Let's look at point number one. Hallelujah. And I'm going to try to speed it up. Hallelujah. God does not want us to pattern our lives after the example of the world around us. God's desire for us is to allow the Holy Spirit to change our moral or our sense of right and wrong character for the better through our faith and reliance upon the Lord Jesus Christ. If we allow the Holy Spirit's activity upon our mind, spirit, our reasoning, we will be empowered to distinguish between God's perfect will versus the world's influence upon our minds and life. It all boils down to, do we allow the Holy Spirit, amen, hallelujah, to reveal God's will to us? Hallelujah. I know a lot of times I tried to bury, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit speaking to me because I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I've always gotten in trouble doing that. Hallelujah. I've suffered earthly consequences when I've done that. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. What does victory mean to a Christian? We sing songs about victory, but what does that mean? What is, what, what is this all about victory? All right. So we're going to look at two different definitions of the word victory in the New Testament. All right. What is victory? All right. Does it mean I'm driving uh, an expensive car and I'm living in a mansion? Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm on uh, satellites all across the world. and I'm wearing fine suits. Is that so the sole definition of victory? And yes, there are people. Hallelujah. And series acting up right now. There are people right now. Hallelujah that are saved and in alignment with God, that are doing well materially, but does, is that the whole scope of victory? Is everybody going to be a billionaire and driving expensive cars and be on satellite TV? Let's look at it from a scriptural standpoint. Next slide, please. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven. this is Paul speaking to the church at Corinth, and he says, but thanks be to God, which give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So how do we get through the vi- how do we get the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ? Didn't say about wearing three-piece suits or ostrich shoes or it says through Jesus Christ. Let's look at this word victory. Next slide, please. Here's our first definition of victory. It's a Greek word, nikos. Now, that was easy. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, this victory always refers to the conquest, or refers, I think it's supposed to say the spell check, refers to the conquest accomplished for the believer by Christ, which conquered all the powers of darkness or sin. Accordingly, death cannot exert conquest over the believer. Death cannot exert conquest over the believer. What are you talking about, Brother Pastor? All the Christians that have lived before us are now dead. Are they? Their bodies are no longer with us, but are they dead? Death biblically means separation from God. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Hallelujah. Eternal life is victory. 
It's one of the foundations of our Christian walk. Do you believe you have eternal life? If you don't, you're not operating in a mindset that sees victory. You have eternal life. I'm not talking about your body. Our bodies are not going to heaven. These bodies will one day get new bodies. But my inner man, the real me, the real you, hallelujah, is going to be with the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us right now. Hallelujah. Which, ma which makes, hallelujah, eternal life possible. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's read on. Christ has already won the day. He did it at the cross. Thus, the believer doesn't have to fight for victory. So this is, uh, this is much about what we, we, we do as Christians. We, we try to fight for the victory. We try to fight to get what is ours like the world. They're fighting. They're grinding. Hallelujah. They're giving out energy because they want to get the victory that we already have that was accomplished at the cross. The believer doesn't fight for victory or shouldn't fight for victory, but rather from victory. The results of Christ's conquest come through faith. They are transferred by grace to the regenerated believer. This is why you hear me speaking declarative prayers. I'm not trying to gain victory. I'm speaking from victory. Lord, if it be that will, can you heal this person? No, that's, that's trying to gain victory. I command you in the name of Jesus to walk. By his stripes, you are healed. That's speaking from victory. Part of where we are conform to the world is we don't believe we have the victory that Christ hadn't won a great victory for us so that's why I'm unsure when I pray and I say if it be thy will I'm not really sure hallelujah everybody in here is victorious let me put it this way everybody in here is a winner everybody online if you're saved you've embraced Jesus as your Lord and Savior you are a winner not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He won the victory and said, come on, everybody. We're going in together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at another definition of victory. Next slide, please. First John 5 and 4. Amen. It's the same John that wrote the apostle, uh, uh, the, uh, go uh, the gospel of John. And he writes, and Revelation. He writes, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. For everyone born of God, this is speaking of the regeneration of being saved or being born again is victorious he says everyone you know there are people sitting in the church who don't believe they have victory woe is me i'm lonely i'm this i'm that help me hallelujah for everyone born of god is victorious and overcomes the world and this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. How do we overcome the world through our faith? Our persistent and continuing faith 
in Jesus, the Son of God. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And all he's accomplished for you. But let's get more specific because you want more. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Victory. Hallelujah. It's a word, Nike. And there's a sneaker company that calls it Nike. N-I-K-E. They call it Nike. Victory. When you wear Nikes, you're, wearing, you're, you're a victorious person. You're going to win the athletic contest. Nike, if you're watching, amen, my name is Robert Brown. <laughs> I'd like your sponsorship. I'm just, te I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Am I? No. <laughs> I'm teasing. Amen. Nike means conquest or triumph over. A particular expression of victory resulting from receiving or obeying the faith Christ imparts. His inworked persuasion. In other words, the first victory lets us know that with Christ, he accomplished victory for us at the cross. The second victory uh, is where we're involved. Do we receive or obey or walk in or follow the faith which Christ imparts? In other words, I wanted victory, amen, in my personal life. Hallelujah. Christ imparted faith that go talk to this girl in church. Hallelujah. The victory is I followed what God told me to do, even though I didn't want to. Hallelujah. And we've been married for 28 years. Victory is go start a church. Hallelujah. Go get it incorporated. Oh, Lord, I don't have any members. Hallelujah. How I'm going to start a church. Well, call up and find a lawyer. Hallelujah. Then go to New York City and meet this lawyer. Hallelujah. Take the money that you raised with your little prayer group. Hallelujah. That was no longer in existence. Pay for the lawyer. Hallelujah. So he can get this, the, 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 the ball rolling. We're getting the incorporation. Hallelujah. Victory is driving down the road and God directing us where to go. Hallelujah. We see Hallelujah. 133 Sunrise Highway. Uh, available for rent, my old church home, hallelujah. Call that man, go see that built. That's the Holy Spirit. I didn't want to do it. A lot of times we don't experience the victory in a day-to-day -day practical way because when God says do this, we don't want to do it. He has our best interests more than we do for ourselves. He wants to bless us in ways above and beyond what we can imagine. But hallelujah, we're hindered by something. And we're going to get to that something in a, in, a, in, a, in a moment. Hallelujah. But let's look at point two. Hallelujah. Point two is victory in life for the believer is the result of what Christ accomplished for believers at the cross. As well as obeying the faith Christ imparts. His in-work persuasion. He, he changes our mind from one thought to another hallelujah he persuades us he influences us Christ's influence upon the believer will guide him or her to overcome every challenge in life resulting in god-given success we cannot judge victory by worldly standards fame universal acceptance that's worldly standards everybody loves me i'm hot right now i'm trending on 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 twitter and facebook But by God's standards, 
what Christ accomplished for us at the cross. It has to matter. God's acceptance through Christ, that God accepts every one of us, loves every one of us. Forgiveness of all our sins. We got to believe that. Otherwise, what is Christianity all about? God's way of provision that God will provide for you in his way. You may not like it. You know, it doesn't. God's way provided for me doesn't always appeal to my ego that I'm the man of the brown family. I went out here and earned this money. No, sometimes he'll move on somebody. Somebody will do something and bless us. Hallelujah. And I can't take credit for it. I give all the credit to God. And blessed eternal life that we each are eternal beings that I will know each of you for all eternity. Y'all invited over my heavenly house. Hallelujah. Have us a heavenly barbecue. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I might go away for a little bit to explore the universe. I just want to go see where everything is. Hallelujah. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be, I have a big sign on my mansion. Be back soon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For our lives. Amen. But there's something that we all deal with as Christians. Next slide, please. Flesh versus spirit. Flesh versus spirit. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. We're coming out of Galatians 5.17, the Amplified Version. This is Paul again. He wrote most of the New Testament. And he writes, for the sinful nature has its desire which is opposed to the spirit. Sinful nature is the human nature, it is the Adamic nature, it is the will, the intellect, and the emotions unguided by God. It is what you think, it is what you feel, it is what you do or what you choose to do that is not guided by God. It is, it is a result of Adam choosing not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, choosing I don't want to follow you, God. I want to, f I want to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I want to be holy on my own. I want to do it my way. I want to do it dolo. I want to live in a secular world that's not led by God. I want to be God myself. For the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit. So our will is where you got to really come to that your will, your intellect and your emotions. Doesn't want to follow God. Let me bring it down so you can really understand. Robert Brown's will, intellect and emotion don't want to follow God. It's opposed to the spirit. When you see spirit in capital it means Holy Spirit. And the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. So the sp I, your personality, the, the you, wants to do its thing. And it's the spirit wants to lead us in blessed ways. But we, we, uh, those two things are opposed to one another. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition to each other. Continually in conflict. There's a war going on inside of each of us. Am I going to do it my way? Am I going to do it God's way? And it's something we contend with every single day. Matter of fact, you might be contending for it. You might be contending with it right now because you in your mind you're saying, Pastor Brown, shut up. You're in my kitchen. You're in my house. You're in my, my life. Leave my life alone. I want to do what I want to do. Yes, so do I. 
I want to do what I want to do. I didn't want to get that car back there. Car's corny. But it's faithfully got me to work every single day. Except for November 12th when they had a flat holiday. But it had nothing to do with the car. It was I drove over some nail or something like that. So it was on me. So that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. When we in our own personality, our own sinful nature, oppose the spirit, we, whatever we do, we're not doing it in, in, in the flow of the spirit. I told you every year I used to go out and buy a jalopy. Did God want me buying a car with my precious tax return money every year when other bills had to be paid? But I was tired of taking a train to work. I'm 23, 24, 25, 26 years old. I'm a child of the king. My big, I, I got to be, you know, the world can't be driving a nice car and I'm saved and I'm not driving a nice car. That, that was a worldly mentality disguised as Christianity. Next slide, please. Point number three, the sinful nature, lustif or epithomeo. To have desires opposed to our sinful nature has desires opposed to those of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. It is of vital importance for the believer to recognize these opposing forces in his or her life. Choose to rely upon the influence of the Holy Spirit and experience victory over sin's destructive impact upon every aspect of his or her earthly, earthly, earthly life. A flesh-led life will not experience consistent divinely inspired victory I could speak from experience I did not consistently experience victory when I did things my way my God holiday we're talking about the life of victory in a fallen world hallelujah sometimes I just need to pause okay my everything inside me says I want to do this but God what do you want me to do and right now, God, I'm mad at you because I really want to do that thing. Can I tell you something about last night? I really wanted to order some ice cream from Carvel last night from Uber Eats. And I went back and forth, and I was pacing back and forth to the, to the kitchen, and I was, and I really, but you know, but it's fattening, very fattening, amen. And that time of night, I really wanted, if you were to look at my Uber Eats app, you, I would be embarrassed. How many times I've ordered Carvel? Carvel in and of itself is not bad. Hallelujah. Where I am in life at 52 and my weight and what I need to do, hallelujah, it was not in my best interest and the Holy Spirit was not in alignment with that. Did I suffer? Yes. I'm addicted to sugar. It could be funny. It could be not funny. The Holy Spirit was trying to lead me in a healthy path. Hallelujah. Maybe that's not your struggle. You got something else you're struggling with. We're all different. Hallelujah. I know the pain, the suffering of not doing what my will, my intellect, and my emotions wants to do. And 
doing with the Holy Spirit. Many years ago, quick testimony, I want to get it out the way real quick. I remember God telling me, don't go to 7-Eleven to get the Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And to me, I was like, man, I'm, you know, I had my brand new car, I bought in 1995. You know, I worked all day. I have the right to go to 7-Eleven. Who is God to tell me I can't do this? So I went and got my ice cream. On the way back in my new car, feeling good, had the radio turned up to a secular station. Bumping some hip hop, saved, 25 years old. <coughs> Coming down the block, I hear this loud roaring noise. I'm not sure what it is. These two cars are racing. Smacked into my car. Ruined my two week year old car. It was two weeks old. I'd given testimony about this car in church. Remember Sister Sue saying how much she loved the color. It was a rich blue. But because I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit, I was going to get my Ben and Jerry's. My car, my two-week-year-old car was beat up. My two-week-old car was beat up. Did it get fixed? Yes, it got fixed, but not right. It was used, parts were used. The steering wheel was never right again. Transmission eventually went. All because I wanted to do me. For Ben and Jerry's, yes. Ice cream. My God. Next slide, please. What does it mean to be spiritual? You know, that's a big phrase. You know, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Ha, spiritual. Hallelujah. Ooh. We get up, we caught up in this, all this floaty stuff, man. What, what, is it, what does it really mean to be spiritual? Ooh. Is that spiritual? Was that dramatic, needed attention? Next slide, please. For those, some women under Romans 8 and 5, Amplified Version, for those who are living according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, which gratify the body, Ben and Jerry's. Hallelujah. Yours could be anything. Yours could be drugs. Yours could be fornication. Yours could be whatever it is. Uh, you can't be alone. You always have to have a man or a woman in your life, how, wh whatever it is. Hallelujah. And I'm not talking about relationships being bad. It's just how do I get to the relationship? Hallelujah. What is the process? What is the means? Is God leading me? But those who are living according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit, his will and purpose hallelujah we're going to jump over to galatians 5 22 now we're talking about what does it mean to be spiritual hallelujah we just read romans 8 and 5 it's giving a a, a it's it's thoughts on what it means to be spiritual but now next slide galatians 5 22 says but the fruit of the spirit the result of his presence within us is love Unselfish concern for others. Hallelujah. How do you know you're in the spirit? You're operating according to love. Hallelujah. You're being spiritual. You're operating according to love. Joy. Inner peace. Patience. Not the ability to wait. Like we spoke about last week. But 
how we act while waiting. I can wait and complain. Hallelujah. Kindness. Are we kind? You, uh, you're spiritual. You're going to be a kind person. Goodness. You are generous to other people. Faithfulness. You, you can be counted on. You're reliable. Gentleness. You're a gentle person. Oh, this is not something within the African-American community that I've always experienced. Gentleness. We've been through so much trauma through slavery and Jim Crow and segregation and uh, subtle racism. Hallelujah. We have an anger inside of us which we can justify in the flesh because we've been mistreated by other people. But as I'm being led by the spirit, hallelujah, he starts to heal the trauma we've all experienced. Hallelujah. And I can administer gentleness to my fellow man, even if that fellow man looks different from me. Self-control. Oh, Ben and Jerry's again. <laughs> Against such there is no law. You know, nobody can condemn me when I'm operating spiritually by way of the fruit of the spirit. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature. Amen. Last night I, I won. <laughs> I, didn't go, I didn't order that, that ice cream. Hallelujah. Glory to God, crucified that sinful nature together with his passions and appetites. Yes, I had an appetite. If we claim appetites are not bad in themselves, but what am I choosing to put in my body? Is it healthy? If we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit with personal integrity, godly character, and moral courage. Our conduct empowered, our conduct, our behavior empowered by the Holy Spirit. You know, I was impulsive, and many of us at times are impulsive. Impulsive is not taking any forethought of my action. I just do. I just, I'm impulsive. I just do. It was just there. That's just what I'm used to. I'm just going to do it. But getting the Holy Spirit involved in our lives, and when we feel the op impulse, we recognize that, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let, let me check on this. Let me prove it. Let me see if this is acceptable under God. Holy Spirit, have your way. You can say it out loud, however you need to do it. Hallelujah. And, and, and let the Holy Spirit empower your conduct. Something's got to die. <laughs> it's either the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life or it's the sin nature. If you believe that man is inherently good, then there is no sin nature. There are religions who don't believe in the sin nature. They believe they can keep the law or keep whatever religious guidelines and, you know, they justify certain actions. And that's crept into Christianity. We don't believe in, those, we don't believe in the sin nature. I could just, you know... I'll justify that, you know. I, I, I slept with every woman in the church, you know, but, you know, God sent them into my life for a reason. That I might spread my seed. God saw I was suffering, so he allowed me. No, that's your sin nature. My God. Point number four. To be spiritual is to have our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. We're talking about victory in this fallen world. 
As a believer, it's not enough to say we are spiritual. It is a conscious decision to allow the Holy Spirit full sway in our lives in order to live a life of earthly victory. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit wants us to have manifested victory in our lives. We legally have victory through what Christ accomplished at the cross. The Holy Spirit, hallelujah, and, and you know, like I always say, let's dance, let's sing, let's shout, but let's also allow the Holy Spirit to empower our conduct. Recognize that we can be impulsive. Not give a lot of forethought to things that we do. Hallelujah. And we, you know, I remember years ago, it was a brother uh, I helped win to Christ. And he spoke about this girl he had just met. And I was supportive. You know, I'm, I'm not here to judge anybody. Hallelujah. And he, uh, you know, she just didn't want to come to church. You know, it was he was attracted physically to this woman. I'm sure she was beautiful. He, you know, he that's he he went out with a lot of beautiful women. Now he was saved and he was applying those same principles that he had in the world to now as a Christian. But because it was not a Holy Spirit led on powered decision. Then we ask God to bless what we chose to do. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But he was having trouble and complaining about it and, and thinking about breaking up with her and ultimately did because the decision he made was based on his worldly experience, his inherent good looks, his gift of gab, Things that per se are not bad. You know, God blessed us with these abilities and, and talents and stuff. But the decision, the behavior was not empowered by the Lord. And the Lord chose not to bless that, that relationship. My God. Hallelujah. To be spiritual is to have a conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. Everything else is fluff. Hallelujah. We want to live the vi life of victory. We want breakthrough in our day-to-day -day lives. Hallelujah. We don't want to go through these same patterns every year. Every year I, I do this. I do that. I meet somebody every year in March. Hallelujah. I got a new boyfriend, everybody. I got a new girlfriend, everybody. Oh, I bring them to church. Hallelujah. They ain't got no interest in church. No interest in Jesus. We were lonely. We want a relationship. Nothing wrong with wanting a relationship. God wants you to have a successful relationship relationship hallelujah let them lead you and guide you amen hallelujah we're rooting for each other we all want each other to have a good life hallelujah but it's by way of the holy spirit we're praying for one another we love one another we support one another but we want to see each other live a consistently victorious life on this side of heaven hallelujah and now you may not have the billions and, and living in a mansion all that but you can be victorious on this side of heaven the holy spirit wants to give you victory amen manifested victory next slide please hallelujah the apostle paul's secret to facing life there is a secret to facing life and he shared it with us hallelujah let's look at it real quick next slide please uh, Paul here was ministered to by the Philippians. They met uh, a, a, uh, uh, his needs. You know, God does use people 
to bless us. It's just that a lot of times we go to people without God to get blessed. We solicit the help from others as opposed to soliciting the help from God. And God will move upon people if he uh, chooses to, to bless us. Hallelujah. They chose to bless him because they were moved upon by God to do so. Amen. So they were the instrument of God in this case. So that is the kind of, and he's thanking them for their contribution, but he's also saying this. Hallelujah. So Philippians 4 and 11, Amplified Version says, not that I speak from any personal need. Paul had his, 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 his eyes on, my needs are going to be met by God. Do you feel that way? Or are you looking for somebody else to meet your needs? There's a lot of Christians looking for people to meet their needs. Hallelujah. And we cut God out the equation. Hallelujah. For I have learned to be content. He had to learn to be content. Let's be honest. Think about your life. Are you content? You can be honest. And the answer is not for me. It's for this answer is for you. Are you content? Hallelujah. I've learned to be content and self-sufficient through Christ. We're going to get into all this means in a minute. Satisfied. Satisfied. He wasn't suffering. He was satisfied. To the point where I am not disturbed or uneasy. Sometimes when we're disturbed and we're uneasy, it's because we have an expectation that's out of alignment with God. We want what we want as human beings. Pastor Brown wanted that ice cream last night. I was disturbed and uneasy because I wasn't thinking about my health. Amen. I wanted to satisfy a craving. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And God had me look in the mirror. Amen. I was like, yeah, I'm not in the best shape right now. I'm, I'm on this roller coaster. Lose the weight. Put it back on. Lose the weight. Put it back on. Hallelujah. Not healthy. Hallelujah. And I can make so many excuses about my job and this and that and the other. It's just I'm not eating healthy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm not following the leading of the Holy Spirit. I did last night for a change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed or uneasy. So there's a place in the spirit where I can be satisfied, un, not disturbed or uneasy, regardless of my circumstances. That although, you know, the world believes in happiness. Happiness is a set of events that must line up and everything goes my way. I wake up in the morning. It's a bright and sunny day. I'm on the road. There's no traffic to work. It's beautiful. The right song comes on at the right time. Wow, what a happy day. And you know, we all want circumstances to line up right. But in a fallen world, they don't always do. This concept of happiness is a worldly concept that everything's going to go right. Everything's going to happen your way. It's not. Paul suffered a great deal for the gospel. As a Christian, we have the devil. We have the fallen world. We have people who don't like us. There are circumstances that won't always go our way, but there is a self-sufficiency through Christ. Christ. 
a, a, where we can be satisfied to the point where we're not disturbed or uneasy, regardless of our circumstances, that the world may be falling apart around you. Or, there, or yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That yes, I would love for everything to go right in my life, that every circumstance lines up and everything's in place. I would love it, but that expectation is unrealistic in a fallen world. But what is realistic? I can have joy unspeakable and full of glory from the Holy Spirit that if life takes a little bit of my joy, I've got such an abundance of joy that I can get past that situation that did not work in my favor. God's not a genie that just makes everything line up and everything goes right every day, but he's a loving father who wants to empower us by the Holy Spirit to have that joy, that righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit to overcome every circumstance. Me and this woman don't get along, you know, uh, they lived happily, happily ever after the Browns. We don't agree on most things, hallelujah, but what is our bridge? It is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. We come from two different cultures. It is God that has so, so joined us together. And when do we have victory? When is the marriage flowing right? When we're, when we're on the same page with Jesus. Hallelujah. That's the realness. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, you're going to give me a wife that thinks the same way I do, is going to make the same choices, you're going to like what I like. No, it does, no we're all individuals. <laughs> we all see the world differently. You're both Christians, and it's just going to be happily ever after. Yeah, if we allow the Holy Spirit to, to give us that joy, unspeakable and full of glory. I want to go to the movie. She doesn't. I want the window open. She doesn't. I like to drive this way. She likes to drive that way. That's just that's life. If my expectation is that God's going to make me happy, that everything's going to line up, then it's unrealistic in a fallen world. That's called heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So Paul found the secret, hallelujah, that regardless of the circumstance, I'm satisfied in Christ. Next slide, please. I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. We will all experience challenging times or difficult times. I also know how to enjoy abundance. There'll be times of abundance, times of prosperity, live in prosperity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life, whether well-fed or going hungry, whether having an abundance or being in need. Next slide, please. Verse 13 says, I can do all things. Hallelujah. We've misapplied this scripture over the years. Oh, my God. I can do all things. Hallelujah. Which he has called me to do. Which he has called me to do. Through him who, through him, through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm going to explain that. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Don't you want to live every waking day with inner peace, hallelujah, or inner strength and confident peace? That there's a joy every day. 
Hallelujah. That you no longer judge yourself against the Joneses. Oh, they got a brand new car. I need a brand new car. They got a big old house. I need a big old house. Hallelujah. What, what is going on inside of me? What, what, is, what is God fueling me with? Am I good? Next slide, please. Look, let's look at this word content. It's autarkase. In the Greek, it's self-sufficient enough or adequate that you that God has supplied you with enough with the adequate amount for you to be good whether it's emotional mental spiritual material content in the sense of being satisfied yes he wants you satisfied because living in God's con content or God's fullness that you're walking in God's fullness hallelujah Glory to God that in this year breakthrough, it's not about me. Let's just pick on me again. Hallelujah. About me having um, one million subscribers on YouTube or me having one million subscribers on my podcast. Hallelujah. That I have 15, um, uh, 15 sources of income, which would be nice. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But that I'm in the will of God. I'm doing what he led me to do. I have enough to eat. Hallelujah. I can turn down the Ben and Jerry's of the Carville. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh, hallelujah. My, my family's good. Hallelujah. I am in a good place. Hallelujah. I'm doing meaningful work at my job. Hallelujah. God is good. I have a church. Hallelujah. Oh, it's not a thousand member church. I could be so down about that. I should have a thousand member church the way I preach. How could God do this to me? No, I'm, I'm good. Do I desire more? Yeah, but in his timing, his season. I'm not judging my life based on I should have T.D. Jakes' church. I should have Joel's church. I should have Joseph Prince's church. No, I have all that God wants me to have. And I'm good. Or I could choose not to be good and be miserable. I'd rather be good. All right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's the inward sufficiency is as a valid in low times or suffering as it is in high times. Temporal prosperity. Money comes and goes. Inward adequacy that comes through the indwelling power of Christ. Self-sufficiency, which is in. In entirely God produced. In other words, that God, your inner man, which is the real you, is operating that righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You are at peace of where you are in life. You have followed God. You have done what he told you to do. Now you're just at rest. When it's time to happen, it will happen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But nobody's going to steal my joy, my peace. And as, as human beings, we go in and out of this sometimes. Some days you flowing, you following the spirit. Other days, ah, I'm, I ain't got it today. Hallelujah. And we thank God for his grace in those times. Amen. We're talking about living the life of victory in a fallen world. Hallelujah. I have seen preachers fall off the path. They are a shell of themselves. I can remember them preaching the house down. And then because of a work of the flesh, an impulse, they lost everything but the grace of God. Yeah. They've made their head bed in hell, but God's still with them. But their earthly consequences, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Point five. We're getting there. Let me hurry up. The secret of facing life is to lean on, ask directly for, receive the inner strength, power, and peace of God to overcome every challenge that life in a fallen world and or the devil throws your way. Life, the world, the devil is trying to take you out. God has given you the victory. Hallelujah. You're not working for victory. You already have it. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, it's in your mouth. Hallelujah. In doing this, God will provide for your every need and cause you to be divinely contented. Hallelujah. No man or woman can make you contented. That's a worldly concept. Oh, when I get married, we're just going to be so happy. Marriage is good. Marriage is wonderful. Hallelujah. But people are flawed. Your God-given husband or wife is flawed. I know I went into marriage with expectations that were too high. I placed too high expectations on this woman. I thought she was Jesus. No, she's direct. She's human, just like me. I'm flawed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If she wasn't having a good day, then I wasn't having a good day. That was a worldly response in my marriage. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Instead of letting her have that moment, me being in prayer or being at peace, at rest, hallelujah, and then let God work it out. Or she letting God work it out for me when I'm tripping. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm looking for a pastor. Oh, this was me. This is my actual testimony. I'm looking for the true man of God that I could be underneath when I was really making that man of God my God. And I got all the consequences of making a fleshy God. <laughs> hey, y'all, Pastor Brown's human. Don't worship me. Hallelujah. That's blasphemous. Worship the Lord. I'm flawed. I made mistakes in this message. Amen. I didn't have my I-N in there, my N. Hallelujah. I mess up. I'm flawed. Hallelujah. Your husband's not God. Your wife's not God. Your children, oh God, that's blasphemous, are not God. Con contentment comes from God. We're talking about living the life of victory. This, we're getting into places where you don't like me to go today. Hallelujah. You want me to shut up. Hallelujah. But I, most importantly, the Lord wants you to be victorious in your day-to-day -day life. Not as the world considers victory, but God's victory. It starts from within and spreads without. The omniscient God knows every problem or challenge you will ever face in life and has already prepared a divine solution for you. He's not surprised about what you're going through. He's got a solution, but we got to acquire or obtain a solution by way of the Spirit. Let's end with this. Be of good cheer. These are the words of Christ. Be of good cheer. We're talking about the life of victory. I've been miserable too many days in my Christian walk. I've been depressed. I've been lonely. I've been mad. I've been frustrated. I've looked at stars and celebrities and I look at their mansions and I say, why not me? They're nice cars. I looked at YouTubers. Instagrammers, 
Why not me? Because I'm looking at it in my nature, in my sinful nature, trying to acquire things the way they did. The world is survival of the fittest, the most talented, who the world thinks is the prettiest, who has the best complexion, the longest hair or weave, the biggest muscles wins, everybody else loses. In God's kingdom, we all have the victory. Be of good cheer. Next slide, please. <laughs> John 16, 33. These things I've spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. Jesus wants us to have peace. In particular here, he wanted the disciples to have peace even though he was about to be crucified. He didn't want them to suffer. He wanted them to have peace. Christ didn't want them crying at the cross and, oh, Jesus, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that to you. He wanted them to have peace. It's like, you don't know what I'm doing. I'm about to change the world. I have to pay for your sins. Not something to get upset about, but have peace about. Next, uh, uh, next part of the scripture says, in the world, in the world, in the world, the place we want to be, the place we want to be popular, the, th the things we want to do, in the world, you shall have tribulation. In the world system, in the cosmos, you shall have tribulation. I know you want to have 15 friends like everybody else and be popular. Oh, my girlfriend's so good and, all, and wonderful. Friends born for adversity. True friends. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the world, you shall have tribulation. He need, he need, Jesus was direct. He didn't beat about in the bush. In the world system, in this fallen world, you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Brother Pastor, that sounds good and all that, but what does that mean? <laughs> Next slide, please. We're just about done. This cheer that Jesus is talking about is the thaseo in the Greek. Hallelujah. It refers to God bolstering the believer, empowering them with a bold inner attitude to be of good courage. God, this being of good cheer is be of good courage. You're going to face some things. Believe in me. I'm about to die at the cross and it's going to be horrible and the sky's going to get black. My mother's going to be there crying. John is going to be there with her. It's going to seem terrible like all hope is lost. But be of good courage. On the third day, I'm going to rise again. For the believer... Thaseo is the result of the Lord infusing his strength by his inner working of faith in birth persuasion. It's God changing our mind, our perspective from that of being worldly to being spiritual, looking and depending and leaning on him. Not a religious relationship, but a, 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 a relationship between us and God, hallelujah. Showing this unflinching, bold courage means living out the inner confidence, inner bolstering that is spirit-produced. Confidence, courage, is spirit-produced. I grew up very shy, very insecure. I felt like everybody was better than me. Some days I thought I was handsome. Some days I didn't. 
I didn't like my hair. I didn't like my complexion. I didn't like a lot of things about myself. It was a lie from the pit of hell. It's the Holy Spirit that gave me courage and confidence. Many of us don't walk around too confident. You're missing out on the victory that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. You call yourself ugly. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not ugly. God made you. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You lonely. No, the Holy Spirit lives inside you. You and him can have a great conversation. And in due season, amen, he'll bring somebody into your life. Hallelujah. If you allow him. You may not like that person with your eyes or your culture. Hallelujah. But God knows what fits best for you. All my girlfriends are getting married. Well, listen, he, you know, God's got somebody for you too. Or your, or your, or your homeboys got married. They got fine wives. Hallelujah. Let me turn this corner. I'm sorry. It's something that's in the black community. Hallelujah. They got all these high yellow wives. And now you don't think you're beautiful because you're not high yellow. It's a lie from the pit of hell. You are all fearfully and wonderfully made. You are beautiful. The world, if you're not blonde and blue eyes, says you're not beautiful. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But that's not God. It's the world. I better put on this dress, hallelujah, so my boobies can be out and my butt can be out. Let me, matter of fact, let me get butt surgery and put the fat from other parts of my body in my butt, hallelujah, because that's what's in right now. That's the world. There's no contentment in that. There's no courage. Hallelujah. My God. Let's look at this word overcome. This is the final word of victory. Overcome. Hallelujah. We saw Nikes, Nike, and now Nikeo. It's to carry off the victory, come off victorious, to deprive it of its power to harm, to, to subvert. Hallelujah. This is what Jesus is saying. Hallelujah. To undermine the power and authority of the established system or institution and its influence. Jesus' impact, his death, has stripped the world of its uh, ability without you resisting to impact you. Hallelujah. In other words, we have the ability through the Holy Spirit to no longer live according to the influence of the world, but to live in the counterculture, which is really the true culture. It's the Christian culture by way of the Holy Spirit. If we're to live holy in this world, only Jesus can live holy. And he lives holy in us by way of the Holy Spirit. It means you're going to stand out. It means you're going to be different. It means there may be times when you're physically by yourself because people have shunned you. But you can have that inner joy, that inner peace, that inner courage that the world can't give you. And that you don't need to hack up your body to get the acceptance you want because you have been empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a life of victory. And as we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, all the things that God wants us to have in our lives will be added to us. Stop comparing yourself to your cousins and your friends and your girlfriends and your, 
your guy friends, your homeboys. He's given us victory. We appropriate it through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let me read this. In order for a believer to live a life of victory in this fallen world, it is incumbent or very important for the belief for the follower of Christ to live out a life of divine inner confidence, good cheer, abandoning the influence of the flesh or the sin nature and this godless world system. Victory from a godly point of view is received by way of the believer leaning on, depending on, being empowered by the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit. A spirit-led life will enable the Christian to live in alignment with God's will for their life, avoid the pitfalls of sin, the flesh, worldly influences, and enjoy a life of contentment. God produce self-sufficiency, having enough, being satisfied, because living in God's fullness. If we don't get anything else out of Hallelujah, this year breakthrough and everything is that God wants you to have day-to-day victory. But it's done by way of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes that makes us mad because we want to do what we want to do. And certainly you can, and we do. Hallelujah, glory to God. But like you, I want to have victory, but I'm learning I got to do it his way. Amen. There's things I want. Things I don't have. And despite my efforts, even as pastor, to get those things in the way that the world does. Because so-and-so on YouTube told me, if I take these five steps, I'm going to be a millionaire in a year. I've bought the Carlton Sheets real estate books. I've bought the Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've done all these things. The only people becoming rich is them because I bought their books. Now it's time to lean on the Lord. Be satisfied with my lot and when God moves it will be spectacular and I'll have everything he wants me to have and I'll be living in victory. You'll be living in victory victory i'm done hallelujah this was a lot to swallow today it's a lot to share with you but i'm willing to follow the lord even with a message that's not always popular because he wants you to be victorious and i want you to be victorious hallelujah in a god way not in a worldly way in a god way hallelujah glory to god Let me pray. Father God, we come before you and you've presented us stuff that has challenged us, that has challenged the way we live, challenged the way we think, challenged the way we feel, challenged our choices. Yes, we are free moral agents, Lord, and we can choose to do whatever we want to do. But today, as I stand before your people, help us to understand and recognize the move you want to have in our lives, the success you want to give us, the victory you want us to experience on a day-to-day basis, that we might truly operate in the Spirit. Teach us how to operate in the Spirit. Teach us how to yield to the Spirit. Teach us how to be satisfied and contented in life from our inner man 
Oh, God, you know those inner forces inside of us, Lord God. Our desires to be like this one or be like that one or that idol we have, that person we looked up to that we're trying to shape our lives around, Lord God. Replace that person in our hearts with the Lord Jesus Christ. Have your way, Lord God, like never before in our lives. And let us experience your victory like never before. We thank you today and we praise you in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Listen, there's somebody out there you've been impacted by this message. You've not had the success in life that you feel like you deserve, you've worked hard for. And you've just not seen the same results as other people. You think life is unfair, you think God's unfair. You were angry, you were frustrated. You're at your wit's end. I should have had this by now in my life. Well, I'm here to tell you today, if you've been impacted by this message and you have a different perspective, now you want to engage in becoming a part of the family of God, that you might experience a consistent victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, ma'am, please, sir, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose from the dead on the third day as the evidence that Father God accepted your death as full payment for my sins. Thank you for saving me. And if you're in agreement with that prayer and you said it sincerely and you've really re embraced Jesus as your Lord and Savior, now say amen. I want to welcome you to the family of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Find the church home that they preach Jesus. Hallelujah. And Jesus is the center of all that they do. If you want to continue to join us here online or come in person, we would love to see you and meet you. Hallelujah. We're here every uh, Sunday at 1130 a.m., but we meet in person at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 15 Omni Avenue, Avenueville, New York, 11701. Amen. Hallelujah. We're so glad you chose to receive Jesus and become a part of the family of God. Listen, we need your help for the gospel message to continue to go forth. Our victory is based on what Christ accomplished at the cross. He paid for our sins. Amen. He made every promise of the Bible ours. Hallelujah. He, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Hallelujah. We can speak forth those things that are promised in the Bible. Hallelujah. With confidence, with assurance that God will bring to pass his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But all of that stuff needs to be supported. Amen. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, the world still uses money. Hallelujah. That was not God's intent. Hallelujah. But we need your money to continue to share the gospel to those that are still in the world. Hallelujah. That need to be impacted. Amen. Please make a donation, a tax deductible donation, an investment, a tithe offering. Hallelujah. However you uh, view the term. Hallelujah. We need your financial help hallelujah to continue to spread the gospel you can do that in one of three ways hallelujah the way number one you can give your offering at lwccgrace.org forward slash donations hallelujah it's on your screen right now hallelujah there you can get an auto generated email to tell you how much you've given hallelujah and you can use that during tax time hallelujah as a deduction amen once again that's lwccgrace.org forward slash donations way number two for those that feel uncomfortable with digital transactions is you can mail a donation to p.o box uh, uh, living waters christian center p.o box 115 amityville new york 
11701. Once again, that is Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Abneyville, New York, 11701. And the last way you could come and join us in person, amen, and make a donation in person, fellowship with us, worship with us from 11 to 1130, amen, experience the manifest presence of God, hallelujah, and hallelujah, just be, have a joyous time as we worship in person, amen. Once again, we're at 15 Omni Avenue, Abneyville, New York, 11701. Amen. Let me pray over these offerings. Amen. Father God, we thank you for the seed we sow. We sow for the upkeep and expansion of your kingdom. We sow it because we love you. We sow it because you sowed Jesus unto us and got a great harvest of souls. We in turn honor the Lord Jesus Christ by sowing back unto you, acknowledging Christ's death with our offering. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah, bless this offering some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold, some a million-fold return. We bless you and praise you and thank you for this seed that we sow in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us here at the Living Waters Christian Center. Amen. We look forward to seeing you again next week at 1130 a.m. God loves you. God wants you to live in a daily victory by way of his Holy Spirit's influence in your life. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you. Amen. Every time I've chosen to follow the Holy Spirit, I have found success God's way. God loves you. Hallelujah. We love you. We'll see you next week at 1130. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.